0: Okay, doing a mic test. Sorry if my um, voice sounds very nasally. I think I'm coming down with a cold, um, and if you hear me blowing my nose at some point, let's just let's just move on from that. Okay, so I am doing my regeneration and take action final project. Uh, my name is Haley Radock. I'm in Ms. BB's first period, and my topic that I'm going to be discussing today is racial and sex slash gender disparities in healthcare more specifically, or with more emphasis on um, racial disparities in healthcare, just because um, that's what came up more in my research. So let's define some terms before we get into all of the good stuff. So what are health disparities? Health disparities are preventable differences in the burden of disease, injury, violence, or opportunities to achieve optimal health that are experienced by socially disadvantaged populations. Um, some health disparities include mortality life expectancy burden of disease mental health um, if you're insured or uninsured um, lack of access to care and so who are these socially disadvantaged populations um, some examples just to name a handful are women people of color those part of the LGBTq+ plus community um, those with disability and I would think it's even worse for those who have who are part of the um, intersection of those socially disadvantaged populations. So let's get into all of it. So um, identifying two organizations that are working to eradicate the issue. The first one is the National Collaborative for Health Equity. Um, Their whole uh, drive or purpose is working to promote health equity by fostering racial healing and equity, harnessing data and developing leaders and catalyzing partnerships across um, the many different sectors that share responsibility for creating a more equitable equitable and just society. They are aiming to help those who have experienced unfair treatment in the healthcare, but simultaneously help the healthcare institution as a whole by making it more equitable for everybody. Um, They use their social media to promote Um, And they hold leadership programs that vary in duration that promote leadership um, on the foundation that uses truth, um, racial healing, and transformation. Some connections that the um, NCHE have um, are the Public Health Association, Health Equity Leadership and Exchange Network, also known as HELEN. And they are a national network designed to bolster leadership and the exchange of ideas and information among communities of color and other vulnerable populations relative to the advancement of health equity in laws, policy, and programs. They are also associated with common health action. Um, And some ways that you can get involved with the National Collaborative is looking at their website or their social media. They have a calendar to view their upcoming events um, and programs. So if you're interested in that, definitely go check out their website or social media. Another organization is the, and this one is more local, I guess you could say, or kind of a smaller, not smaller organization, but one that's closer to us, which is the California Department of Public Health, um, specifically the Office of Equity Health. The OHE, which is their abbreviation, provides a key leadership role to reduce health and mental health disparities experienced by vulnerable communities in California. The office works with community-based organizations and local government agencies to ensure that the community perspectives and input help to shape um, a health equity lens in policies and um, strategic p- plans, recommendations, and implementation activities. They're aiming to help vulnerable communities that um, include but are not limited to women, racial or ethnic groups, low-income individuals and families, Um, individuals who have been incarcerated, or are incarcerated, individuals with disabilities, um, those with mental health conditions, children, youth, young adults, seniors, immigrants, refugees, um, individuals who are limited in their English, um, as well as the LGBTQ plus community, um, which is awesome and so great. Um, And to get involved with them, um, a big way would just be to call the OHE, the office, and see what projects or events they have in your state or even city because it's in California. You could probably even ask them, like, what they have going on um, in the Roseville area. Um, okay, sorry, I got cut off. Um, so continuing what I was saying, um, the next part of this project was research of history of your issues and related movements. Um, so this chart was like on and off for me. There was like things that I could find um, and then there was just things that I don't think applied to um, what my topic was, but some three, ma- some major events. Um, in 2000, the Minority Health and Health Disparities Research and Education Act establishes the National Center of Minority Health and Health Disparities at the National Institutes of Health Now an institute, the National Institute on Minority and and Health Disparities mission is to lead um, in scientific research to improve minority health and reduce health disparities. Next, the Institute of Medicine, the IOM, performed an assessment on the differences in the kinds um, and quality of health care received by U.S. racial and ethnic minorities and non-minorities. The report found that disparities in health care exist and are associated with worse health outcomes Healthcare disparities occur in the context of broader inequality. There are many sources across health systems, providers, patients, and managers that contribute to disparities. Bias, stereotyping, prejudice, and clinical uncertainty contribute to disparities. And a small number of studies suggest that racial and ethnic minority patients are more likely to refuse treatment. Third event in 2008, the US population was estimated um, at 304 million people, um, and further breakdown of that in 2008, approximately 33% or more than 100 million people identified themselves as belonging to a racial or ethnic minority population, 51% or um, 154 million people were women, 12% or 36 million people not living in nursing homes or other residential care facilities had a disability, 2008, an estimated 70.5 70.5 million people lived in rural areas, while roughly 233.5 million people lived in urban areas. And in 2002, an estimated 4% of the U.S. population ages 18 to 44 identified themselves as gay, bisexual, or transgender. And obviously, as time has progressed, those um, numbers have skyrocketed. So some leaders, there's not really any leaders when it comes to healthcare disparities or fighting against them, not any that I can find, organizations, as we mentioned, the OHE, the NIH, the National Institution of Minority Health, Agency for Healthcare Research, and Quality Policy Link, et cetera. Some objectives of, um, I wouldn't call it necessarily a movement, but more of an issue, um, the objectives of those trying to fight against it are to make healthcare and medicine um, more equitable. Um, some methods, Educate healthcare workers or people in general on different cultures, languages, and different walks of life. I know um, my dad, he's not in the medical field, but he works for the state of California, and they're required to um, have these like seminars or workshops to further make their workplace a more equitable environment. And that's not only for my dad's job, he works in tech, um, but my uncle, who is in, He's a police, and my aunt, who um, is part of the law system of California, they all have had these workshops. So it's really awesome to see that the work is uh, being put in, and there is, um, you know, people who, and workplaces who are um, making that change. Um, Intersectionality, um, what other groups outside of the movement supported this movement, this is not really applicable because it kind of targets each Group um, in some way, shape, or form um, because everyone, I guess, is marginalized in health, race, gender, sex, etc. So, everybody is affected, so everybody's part of it. Inspiration and strength, acknowledging doctors and healthcare workers who do their jobs and provide their examinations to their patients, regardless of the race, sex, gender, etc. How it should be. Um, and anything else for my listeners to no, know? It really starts with you it's important that you educate yourself and you learn about other people's cultures and you continue to have an open mind and you acknowledge your implicit bias and you do your best to change that so analyzing power structures and systems of oppression we have ideological so some examples of that is the belief that disparities in healthcare care don't exist um just plain out racism um, white people believing. That Black people don't experience pain to the same degree. Um, and compulsory sterilization is another one. Um, institutional oppression um, compared with white people, Black people, and other minorities have lower levels of access to medical care in the United States due to the higher rates of unemployment and underrepresentation in good paying jobs that include health insurance as part of the benefit package. Basically, you know, when. Um, there's just higher levels of POC having uh, lower income jobs and not as good of access to health insurance, which would help them um, have more, have um, higher mortality or just more chances of living and being healthier. is what I meant to say, sorry. Um, interpersonal oppression, interactions between Um, racist doctors and minorities or people of color patients, POC patients, and um, semicolon implicit bias Um, and internalized oppression. Um, Some of these um, disadvantaged groups won't get the help that they need because they don't feel like they need help. Like doctors or um, healthcare workers have invalidated what they need believe is wrong with them or sicknesses that they say they may have. Um, Connections to race slash ethnicity. From studies and intensive research done, it is evident that minorities in the United States receive less adequate care or are most likely to receive less adequate care in comparison to white patients. Um, It's not due it's not just due to the implicit bias of healthcare workers, but institutional problems as a whole. For example, as mentioned before, minorities have higher rates of unemployment, making them ineligible or with access without access to health insurance as part of the benefits. Um, okay, sorry, I cut off. I had to blow my nose. Um, and then lastly, allyship and regeneration. Um, As healthcare workers, but even just as a a person living, educate yourself on different people and different cultures. Analyze and address your own implicit bias um, and do your best to suppress or eliminate that. Secondly, speak your voice. If you feel you are being treated differently in a healthcare setting or you see um, a loved one or just even anybody that you see uh, being treated differently because of their race, sex, gender, religion, Etc. Speak up. Your voice matters and your voice has power. Lastly, one thing that should be celebrated is the amount of POC and minorities that are entering the healthcare rate. And as of 2020, the number of medical school applicants was almost an even 50 50 split between male and female applicants. It is also proper to mention there are now training classes and informational classes that provide to healthcare workers in order to educate and promote equity. In the medical field, and overall, a better healthcare provider, and overall, be um, a better healthcare provider for all patients coming from all walks of life. Um, so, hopefully, you got some good information out of this, and you, you use your voice and you you make change because I think with everything, with all the bad that's going on in the world right now, people need it, especially in the healthcare field where where people come to healthcare providers at their most vulnerable times. Um, it's important that it's an equitable and nonjudgmental and accepting place. Thank you.